when she's trying to burn the book and then she thinks it's going to burn her because it happened the first time, yeah. which, which is reasonable. You know, yeah. you think that it's going to burn you. But then she throws the book in the fire and then Steve, the dad, gets burned instead. Yes. And then she gets full possessed at that point. And that was also a really good acting moment because like mm-hmm. she was like freaking out and freaking out. And then, just and then like a quick like shift in the facial expression. I was like, damn. Yeah. And then the next shot is uh, Alex Wolf's character in the bed and the camera is so wide and then you just see her up in the corner. That's what I'm saying. That's- <laughs> I was going to say indie films don't qualify for Oscars, but it does. Yeah, everywhere, everything. Yeah, that's an indie. So, so I don't know. I think at the time... Do they just shit on horror films? It's like... They don't take it serious. Yeah. And the thing is like, a lot of them are masterpieces, right? But it doesn't tug at your heartstrings. And I think that's the main thing, right? Like, if it's heartfelt or if it's... Um, but this does tug on your heartstrings. <laughs> <laughs> In a different way. <laughs> Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, that almost went well. I'm Derek. <laughs> I'm Kevin. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Top three. Top three. Easily. Okay. I told you... I, we kind of talked about this in the past, I think. I kind of brought it up when I watched it. You know, I was like giving you my rundown of this movie and how insane it is in a good way. What did you think after watching it for your first time? Yeah, I know. I need to mention that. This is the first time watching uh, Hereditary for me. It's been like five years <laughs> <laughs> since it came out. Just been holding it off. Um, I think it was pretty good. It was not good until the end for me because I felt oh. like act one and two was like really slow. And mm-hmm. I was like huh weird like i i just wasn't sure what i was uh getting into because i didn't really know like i didn't know anything about this movie really Mm -hmm. i just knew it was like a scary movie so i came in thinking that it was like a super scary movie or or whatever and there were scary moments but it wasn't like big scary moments Mm -hmm. like in a pop-out film um that's why i thought it was slow i was like is something supposed to happen so when it finally made it to the third act and then it started to piece everything together, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so there's a lot of like specific details to like pay attention to. Exactly. That's why like I love movies like this. Mm-hmm. And I was I was in the same boat when I wa- uh, watched it for the first time. So I didn't watch it in theaters when it came out. I actually ended up watching it because I had a coworker mentioned that, you know, this was their favorite horror movie of all time even past all the classics, even like all this other stuff. And he's a huge whorehead, you know, whorehead, whorehead, <laughs> whorehead. <laughs> um, he loves horror movies. He's like, he's like, at the time he's like top again, uh, horror movie. Um, and same thing. I came into it like knowing nothing. Okay. And I went into it. Same thing. I was like, it's starting off like super slow, you know, it's very somewhat psychological. And then, you know, you know spoilers i mean it's been five years if you haven't seen it whatever and then all of a sudden little sister gets cap- decapitated mm-hmm. like what the yeah was a, that was a shock factor for me yeah right and then it continues just to, like be this whole thing and again more psychological it's like the mom tony colette is like going through all this trauma which makes sense you know like for some reason alex wolf's character like is somewhat cool but also is traumatized by the fact that this happened and his performance in this really well done by the way i mean he was definitely in shock especially at that moment it's like what do you do in when that happens to to like a sibling and you're driving home and you're you're thinking that you're trying to save uh your sibling's life because they're having like an allergic reaction so you're like hauling ass to the hospital 
and then she pees her head out and then like gets mm-hmm. decapitated decapitated so like in that moment what would you do i don't even you, know like man. it because i know that tony collette um uh, what's her the mom <laughs> I, I don't know we're so bad at character names uh, <laughs> I anyways, no anyways so as a mom <laughs> she's yelling at uh alex wolf wolf's character her son and she's like ellie's like own up to it yeah. so that we can make it through this and like better our relationship or whatever and i'm thinking like that's a tough one to own up to like especially you just killed your little sister yeah now. especially so quickly without therapy without like time to heal that's that one's a tough one to like hold yourself accountable immediately yeah and you know we've shown right off the bat too that her character already has a ton of trauma from her mom mm-hmm. and again not feeling bad right for her mom passing away and she really adored her daughter like you can tell like the relationship between her and her son is a little like strained a little bit um but yeah man when it gets into it it gets into it right like the funny thing is like the dad it's just to me seemed like a piece of shit you know <laughs> he like barely cared about anything that was going on even when the daughter died he was just like we just have to move on and just get over it well eventually he broke when yes. when he uh was taking his son home from school after he got like possessed for a little bit and like smashes mm-hmm. his face and then he's driving at the and he stops at the stoplight and then he has like that moment to cry a little bit to me he was just like that father that's like super conservative and holds everything internal because mm-hmm. he's not he's like super repressed he's like a super conservative repressed person hence why when they do the the seance scene he was so against it because oh. he was like this is wrong like it feels wrong to him so that's why he's like shutting it off mm-hmm. and like pretty much screw them over because he destroyed or ruined the seance right the process yeah let it finish and you have to let it close out yeah and i agree i do like the dad and i i I was gonna say like up until that moment right and show him break and it's like okay cool now he's a real person yeah although i don't know if breaking the seance even matters because later on in in the case yeah (laughs) later on in the end when it like fills fills in the gaps it's pretty much like oh they were kind of like coerced yes to pretty much do all this so like i'm curious if if the seance continued and like closed off um like a good perfect cycle i wonder if they would still be haunted or not what i remember actually reading about and i could be wrong but what i remember is that that seance was actually more ritual right because it was done by the friend whatever well sorry not necessarily friend but that lady that comes up super weird well just part of the cult yeah yeah right so then like the whole seance thing actually didn't even feel like a seance yeah more like a ritual to be like hey everything's gonna kick off now like you could ruin it or whatever but how do rituals work so like (laughs) how does this magic work so (laughs) yeah when you when you do the ritual does it just summon I would assume so. Like, again, I've never done it. I never will. <laughs> I would assume in this I'm case. Just, I'm just trying to understand the magic system. <laughs> in this case, right? So it's... So there is no shutting off. It's like once you press play... That's what I'm thinking. It, it just starts. Specifically okay. in this case because they're witches, right? They're, they're yeah. a family full of witches. And that's the whole thing about this. Like, yeah. So I think when they started this, when the dad came in to stop it, it was like, already too late oh okay because didn't they like get into like was it they were saying stuff and then that's when it starts like i think if she had set up everything and then the dad came in and was like no 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 you're not saying nothing right like let's shut it down now they would have been fine well nothing would have like came worse 
I was thinking about how Joan was saying that like everything needs to stay the same and like the environment has to not shift or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then during the right before she began, she shifted the table over closer and she like manipulated the environment a little bit. Yes. And I felt like that would have messed with the ritual mm -hmm. in some sort of way. I don't know. But I felt like from that moment, I it would ruin this, the ritual to make it more harmful or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was my guess, just because I feel like a ritual needs to be very specific to like the most um, minute detail, you mm -hmm. know? And this is why this movie ranks so high on my list is because it has everything. It has the right amount of atmosphere. It has the right amount of storytelling where you understand how everything works for the most part and why it works. It has the WTF factor where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that happened, right? And then you continue forward and you're like, oh, holy shit, what's going on? And, like, <laughs> and then in the end, it kind of just like, it doesn't make sense, but it leaves you like, what did I just watch? But in the best way versus like, what did I just watch? I hate this. It doesn't make any sense. In this case, it was like, holy crap. I might have to rewatch this so I can understand what, you know, how it led to that again. Yeah. I needed to watch like a breakdown video on to explain everything. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That makes mm -hmm. sense. But basically we're watching these characters just get shit wrecked like yes. we're watching a tragedy happen we're not watching like main characters try to solve their problem or whatever mm -hmm. my mic's falling <laughs> <laughs> technical difficulties um but you know the, the the thing that it does really well again is just like set up the whole world and then like put you in there keep you in this place and like it is also so relatable because it has to deal with uh mental issues you know like all this trauma and trying to deal with your PTSDs from life and stuff like that. Like, sorry, not PTSDs, but all the stuff that <laughs> Most PTSD. You. Well, it's grief and, and how to deal with like your generational trauma. Mm -hmm. but, uh, oh gosh. It's just insane movie that like when it came out, I, I mentioned to you, I was like, I don't know how Tony Collette didn't win an award, like Academy wise for like best actress in a horror movie. Like that's unheard of in a horror movie, you know? Well, and I she's like, won a lot of awards from this, but for some reason, horror movies don't get taken seriously yeah. when I feel like that's one of the harder ones to act in. Yeah. Like when you have to act scared, when you know something scary is coming up, that is insanely difficult. And it's not scary on set because you see everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's an insane amount of like, I don't know. Horror movies get shafted all the time. <laughs> Was there anything that actually scared you in this? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, did you, like, did you freak <laughs> out or like scream or? Uh, get shocked when uh, so i think it's probably like closer towards like end of act two or whatever is when you start seeing the figures you know like in the background and stuff if you're really paying attention like they'll just pop up and i'm like Ugh! or like when they're like running up to you and it's just like <sighs> i hate that stuff dude the part is when um so when she's trying to burn the book and then she thinks it's going to burn her because it happened the first time yeah. which which is reasonable you know yeah. you think that it's going to burn you but then she throws the book in the fire and then Steve, the dad, gets burned instead. Yes. And then she gets full possessed at that point. And that was also a really good acting moment because, like, mm -hmm. she was like freaking out, and freaking out. And then, just and then like a quick like shift in the facial expression. I was like, damn. Yeah. And then the next shot is uh, Alex Wolf's character in the bed, and the camera is so wide, and then you just see her up in the corner. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that's like the most terrifying. Like when I watched that, that's the WTF too, right? Like you're like, oh fuck what is gonna happen <laughs> like, yeah it's it's so scary because like you think like it messes with your mind because you're like is it like you're 
she's just waiting there and and you're just like oh she's gonna jump him or is she gonna like you know or whatever but this whole time alex wolf's character is just like mm, ignorant of it because yes. like he he doesn't see her at all he doesn't know but we know as an audience so it's like freaking us out because it's like dude you know <laughs> that's a presence that's just like hanging up in the corner and it's I don't, I don't know. It just messes with your mind. That's, to me, these are my most favorite horror movie moments. Like, when the audience knows and the person in the movie doesn't know, right? Mm -hmm. For a bad movie, like, you're like, oh, yeah, I want this person to die. You're not paying attention, whatever, right? Like, like that's, to me, like, is not, is it a sign of, like, an okay horror movie? But it's a, it's now a, uh, what is it, a trope. However, Hereditary did it in such a way where they already built up the environment, right? They built up, like, everything... So that way, when that moment happens, you're like, oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Like, I, yo, turn around. <laughs> you have to, like, you know, do something. Yeah, it's you want to do something. Yeah, it's a different type of possession because we're so used to, like, jump out scares or whatever. But this one's, like, right in your face kind mm -hmm. of scary. And it's, like, in a way that's scarier because, <laughs> like, you're looking right at her and she's just up in the corner and you're, like. You feel helpless. Yeah. You know, versus like, it, like, again, like other movies, just like you want the person to get got or whatever it is. But when you start to feel helpless, that's a terrifying feeling. And so that's a different feeling that most people don't think about, you know, like when you feel helpless or like when you can't um, do anything. And like, again, all you are is just, you're just watching this movie. <laughs> you know? You're stuck there, just frozen, just like, I want to do something, but I can't. Yeah, another freaky thing is like her movements too. Yeah. Like when she's crawling up on the walls and then chasing after him and then he like goes up into the attic and she's like banging her head like, oh, freaky. So terrifying. Freaky. But it's kind of weird because then I guess there were the uh, cult people. Mm -hmm. I guess they were already up there yeah. and then they opened the attic door to let her in. And then like when he looks up, he like sees her like cutting her head off. Oh man and again those are the scenes that stay with you like terrifying man like nightmare fuel again like but the funny thing like i mentioned like you want to rewatch this movie though just to be like why did everything happen the way it is can you see certain things that hint towards this you know yeah there's lots of f foreshadowing based on like the breakdown video i saw yeah. <laughs> it's so cool and i love also how they do shots where you know tony collette's character uh, works on miniatures i love that you know they take us into the miniatures and sometimes they take us out that way they also instill the idea like you don't know exactly what's real and what isn't because in the end you know after he gets <laughs> decapitated or sorry the whole thing happens right it zooms out very slowly or whatever and then it looks like a miniature uh, it's like after a certain point you're like whoa you know yeah the breakdown video was saying that like when they zoom into like that miniature or whatever it's almost to make us feel like we're watching we're witnessing something happen we're not um what like this is a tragedy and we are meant to feel helpless mm -hmm. so like when we zoom into those uh miniature shots and then it like flips over to like oh that's alex's room or whatever that was a cool shot by the way yeah the that was like a beginning shot yeah yeah, like all the like, there's so many really cool shots in this. That I love, and, and it's like meant to us, meant for us as the audience to witness these characters being puppeteered. Yes, mm -hmm. which is very interesting. <laughs> oh gosh, man, it's my favorite thing. Like I love it when they do this. Like it's a, a funny trope that you see ever so often. Like it was in um, what's that Netflix show that just got canceled? 
but it was like with a bunch of uh, terminally ill kids and they were telling stories yeah. i don't think i saw this okay there was something in there with the dollhouse uh that's another trope in um that was played in on a american horror story storyline <laughs> stories <laughs> stories storyline scary storyline but i honestly like it's one of my favorite things when there there's a dollhouse and it has like a significant or a miniature right that has a significant significance to the story words are hard today but yeah i think hereditary probably did the best the best the best yeah it was a dang a top three horror film mm -hmm. I don't know if it'd be top three for me. Oh, I did, what's your top three? Because I don't really consider this one to be a horror film. Oh. I think it was like a good thriller. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Because it messes with your mind. Yeah. That's why, like, wanting to go back and rewatch it, it's like, oh, okay, you start to pick up on the clues that happen. Because mm. it wasn't like an outright horror thing. It was like psychological, like mm -hmm. you said. And once you find out that it's like a whole cult following that like uh, manufactured this thing, you're like, Oh, okay. It's almost like Truman Showy type of thing. Yeah. Where the townspeople are in on it, but not this family. Right, right. Because their grandma kind of, kind of like shafted them. Oh, fuck, man. This whole movie is like so good. So top three for me, and like I see where you're going with that, but the difference between psychological thriller versus this is like, um, what's that one? Really, it's good. It had Jennifer uh, Lawrence. No jennifer lopez in it where she had to defend herself from uh like an abusive relationship and then she learns to box yeah enough yeah <laughs> so like that's a, a bit of a psychological thriller i don't know if you remember the movie uh mindhunter tv show no no it's a movie it was really old it had uh, ll cool j in it and like they're going through and uh, it's a bunch of people from like the fbi the cia and stuff like that like they were brought into like this small, um, uh, what is it, training facility, and uh, they were being tested to like do all the certain like uh, to figure out like a puzzle, or whatever. And then like each one of them gets killed slowly. Hmm. Amazing, actually, super underrated movie by the way. Like, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. It. I we should probably talk about it because it's underrated. If you say so. Yeah, and then it turns out, you know, obviously the killer's with them or whatever and brought them there because, like, they're the smartest people in their department and he wanted to outsmart them, essentially. Um, that one's really good, psychological thriller-wise, because it's also, like, it has a lot of horror moments, but it's just more like, oh, who is it? Why are they doing this? What are the hints to it, you know? This was more like, again, it, like, fucking grasps you. Grasps you. And then, like, shakes you and they're like, are you fucking scared? I'm like, hereditary is like, yes, you're fucking scared because it has to do with witches and possession and then also like mental illness and that's so weird because i didn't feel like grass were like really like that because there's this soundtrack in this film where it's like this beat yes. thing and i was like i feel like i'm at a nightclub oh okay. <laughs> okay. and and that's what bothered me about that soundtrack but like it also makes sense too because it is like this beat thing mm -hmm. and it's a building of suspense or like a lead up to thing and yeah. i don't know why i think <laughs> too much yeah too much tequila too so much uns and not enough bass <laughs> yeah so it's like oh dang it so that kept on taking me out of it because every time that soundtrack came on and i'm wearing headphones too so i'm like okay. like to me i was like is there it's a nightclub cool. nearby <laughs> i was like yeah so it's, it, it had scary moments but it was just like 
I don't know. Every time I heard that soundtrack, it just took me out. I believe it was supposed to represent like a heartbeat, right? Or uh, or the thumping was also supposed to be like a a way to like cue your audio senses to be like you mentioned it. Like something's about to happen, your your heart's gonna match the pace of maybe yeah this thing you know yeah faster heartbeat kind of yeah gets you ready for the shock. Oh, if I remember right, there was a. A theory out there that said that uh, there's a frequency low enough that triggers your um, that triggers your like fight or flight like a uh, mindset or whatever hmm. and that thumping was supposed to be that frequency where it was like really trying to trigger you to like um, essentially be more involved and <laughs> <laughs> more involved interesting uh, yeah um, I'll have to maybe. look that up you know like don't quote me on that but I think I remember reading something like that so. so did you watch midsummer yes i have not seen midsummer no okay but that might be on our list <laughs> there's a theme to ari ari yes. aster he likes cults yes because <laughs> i do know midsummer is about a cult too so mm -hmm. it's like huh he's very masterful in it because it's i think it's it's an under uh what is it like a lot of people don't do cult movies that well you know like there there's some really good ones obviously like paranormal activity is technically a cult movie really yeah because it has to do with witches also <laughs> kind of so that one was good because it had good story and how it led up to how everything happened midsummer yeah. or paranormal paranormal oh, okay yeah and then midsummer you know like i think Ari just puts it in your face it's like hey this is a cult you're gonna love everything that you do until you realized you know like how they do certain things and why they do certain things huh interesting yeah. i wonder what bo is afraid is going to be about then yeah because that that's his the next, next film yeah or more recent film so midsummer might be next midsummer yeah and then we'll watch bo but yeah this i mean this is a good scary it's not a horror film mm, interesting yeah but we got afraid of the nun. <laughs> you got afraid of the Dude, nun. Dude, the nun was scary. That's because we went to the freaking Dolby mic and like the speakers were in our ears. We were so scared in the movie theaters and then like you're rewatching and like this movie's bad. <laughs> the the nun two is coming out. Yeah. It's gonna be bad, bad. Um Okay. So it's not scary. Horrors. Midsummer, oh uh Florent Pew. Florent Pearl. Made her essentially her big debut on that. Debut. Yeah. yeah. So I think you'll like it a lot maybe yeah i'll <laughs> warn you now it's it's pretty much kind of the same where act one act two is kind of like slow slightly slower yeah up for it. it this will prepare me to pay more attention to like small details to kind of like hold it to see midsummer you won't need it <laughs> i won't need it it'll tell you straight off like, oh, really? oh, okay actually there are some small details there um that when you pay attention to it's just all the more creepy so mm, okay. yeah you're right you're right um but i can't wait for it though you have to watch it <laughs> Okay. I don't think it's as good as Hereditary, huh. but it is really good. Interesting. Yes. So your top three is this. Yes. And then what are the other two? So I think super underrated movie that's super, super terrifying for some reason now, still to this day, Sinister. I agree. I agree with Sinister. Sinister still has the atmosphere. And I love, again, the ending, right? Like none of them make it out alive. Mm -hmm. The fucking kids are possessed. Yeah. I think that's- Everything about it. That's very crazy. terrifying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's a good supernatural movie, right? Yeah, the supernatural, yeah. the boogeyman-esque mm -hmm. thing, like the horror nature of like them trying to figure it out, but then also like being fucked every single way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take 
so scream is technically a part of my top three but Which, as a whole franchise though oh, okay. so i i'm a only as a collective as, seven six movie yeah six, yeah seven. as a collective so as a, a franchise i'm gonna leave that in a different list okay as one-off horror movies the next one is a haunting in connecticut i understand there's a two i don't recognize the two fuck the two a haunting there's in a second haunting in connecticut yeah it's so dumb it doesn't make any sense but the first one i watched it four times when it came out because i was so scared of it every single time really and then i tried to rewatch it i think i traumatized myself where i cannot finish this movie anymore <laughs> it's crazy that's dude. funny i i messed myself up because like i'll watch it halfway through i'm like i can't watch this thing. I have to turn it off. so <laughs> then i watch like you know i don't know adventure time or something adventure time nice the next haunting is a a haunting in venice yes. have you seen the trailer for that yes i have and i think that's something technically different it is different they're just using obviously the title yeah that's essentially but yeah haunting in venice i'm excited for but i mean it has a lot of big names in it, it has michelle yeah. yo yeah and i feel like they just recreated that like wheelchair shot from yeah. everywhere everywhere yeah. everything whatever <laughs> <laughs> everything's all movies. over the place <laughs> one of the best movies of the decade um but yeah it looked like they recreated that shot where yeah. she's like screaming in that trailer that i saw but that one looks interesting that, that one's interesting. a scary horror yeah so top three favorites by the way so i mentioned again actually and i will say no particular order necessarily but yeah sinister um hereditary and then haunting in connecticut interesting yeah not even like conjuring insidious no dang those yeah, are yeah. even sinister beats to me the conjuring and then uh and insidious well, I agree with Sinister being like top. Yeah, the, it's, <laughs> Ethan Hawke is intense, dude. Well, I think the story captures, um, yeah, it captures you because you want to figure out this mystery yeah. too. And I feel like we're in the seat of Ethan Hawke. Yeah. We're trying to like solve this mystery with him. And then by the time we make it to the end of solving this mystery, we're already too late. It's so good. That's, did, we're going to have to revisit this <laughs> in October. Maybe. And then just like have a whole list of it because sinister is too scary. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your top three? Top three, um, sinister, and I enjoyed Conjuring and Insidious, mm -hmm. but they're not scary. So the only thing is that now those are franchises. So True. similar to Scream stuff. Do you have like one offs? One offs. Okay. Mm. I know it's tough. It's super tough. I didn't really think about this. <laughs> Put you on the spot. Top three scary horror. Now nah, I would need more time because okay. I don't. That's fine. I have to like recollect my my scary. <laughs> you have to bring out your your collection of <laughs> yeah, a collection of scary stuff that you watched. It's weird though, because then like Conjuring and Insidious, they're not as scary as Sinister. They're they're just like fun scary films, I guess. Almost like an adventure like yeah like it chapter one and two yes oh yeah that it, was pretty up there so i think the reason why the conjuring is so good to me is story-wise right the first one and second one like they do a really good job of just telling a really good horror story mm -hmm. and then showing you what it's like yeah and then uh insidious like at first it was scary you know the first one was like terrifying because i i get sleep paralysis a lot and it's very similar to what they do astral projecting and so like oh man when that movie came out i was like Ugh. but when you rewatch it though like the effect gets less and less um you know it just gets lessened yeah i mean that's the thing about the those films too like i don't feel like rewatching them mm -hmm. like 
unless we did like, hey, we're going to watch the next one. So let's marathon these exactly. or whatever. That would be the only time I would. But outside of that, I wouldn't revisit them. Yeah. But, but. Sinister, man. When I rewatched that, I'm like, I'm going to get scarred from this. Again, I can't even finish anymore freaking Haunting in Connecticut. Hereditary is just like. I don't think I've seen Haunting in Connecticut either. It's on the list. It's on the list. You got to watch it. Yeah, maybe that might be up there. It's super creepy. It's just. Would you consider Saw as a horror film? Yes. Because like, uh, gore. I believe I gore is still part of the horror genre. Hmm. So Saw. Because um, I like the first Saw. Yeah. Like I used to be a huge Saw nut. Everything, dude. Yeah, because everything else after that. It's... Yeah. Like, like I had to even finish it all the way up until 7. And then they came out with another one. Like, And there's, there's still Jigsaw technically coming out. Jigsaw. And then, well, there's going to be the next one mm -hmm. saw 10 or something yeah so i don't know how that's gonna go but that used to be my favorite horror genre because it's so intricate until they milked the until, crap at it i think it was like four or five and then it gets convoluted yeah um but yeah i mean that was up there as like one of my top franchises i think paranormal activity up until three everything else after that is like whatever Oh yeah, Paranormal was kind of well when it first came out. Paranormal was scary. It rocked the world, dude. Yeah, how scary it was. <laughs> yeah, and with a small budget too. Yeah, like fifteen k or something like that. Yeah, it was like tiny, and then like blew up. Yeah, the the return on investment on that one Nuts. super good. Um, so that one's obviously up there. Saw like I mentioned, uh, I still truly love uh, you know the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise as well as friday 13th halloween's up there too like mm -hmm. halloween i think top three scream is top three dang then i have to think about what my third one would be between like the franchises yeah because i take it as a whole right so like saw as a whole they're kind of fucked up in the end yeah <laughs> everything else like saw as a whole tanks yeah like the, hill, the hills have eyes it's, even though there's two movies i count that as a franchise oh yeah i think there's three eyes. um that one's kind of up there. The Descent. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about The Descent. That's a cave one, right? Yes. And it only has two, maybe three. But that one, I would say, as a one-off, is pretty up there, too. Like, yeah, that's that probably one, fourth. That one was pretty scary. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to rethink it, and then I'll say my top three in Midsummer. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but Hereditary was pretty good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, anything else on it? Um... I feel like the horror genre should be taken more seriously. Absolutely. Like, I think you're right about saying Tony Collette should be nominated for something. Like, mm -hmm. didn't you say it won a bunch of awards? I have, it won a ton of awards. Like, but it wasn't like the main, like the Oscars no. or like anything like that. It was a bunch of smaller like indie festivals essentially. Um, okay. And it had like 140 something nominations at the time. Damn. Insane amount, right? Damn. And it won a bunch of awards, but like, the oh wait, maybe. Is it because, no, I was going to say indie films don't qualify for Oscars, but it does. Yeah, everywhere, everything. Yeah, that's an indie. So, so I don't know. I think at the time. Do they just shit on horror films? It's they like, don't take it serious. Yeah. And the thing is, like, a lot of them are masterpieces, right? But it doesn't tug at your heartstrings. And I think that's the main thing, right? Like, if it's heartfelt or if it's... um but this does tug on your heartstrings <laughs> in a different way i don't know it gives you that suspense i bet you though i would bet you had it come out in the last two years it probably would have been up there just because of how everything everywhere is captured like again like 
A24 has kind of gone back to indie. We saw The Whale, you know, get nominated, right? Another smaller, whatever. So, like, I do think it would have had a better chance now. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Because then, like, it seems like in order to qualify for, like, the Oscars or something, it needs to be a realistic thing. Yeah. It's kind of unfortunate. I think that just has to deal with all the old heads being... Realistic meaning, like... Message maybe because like everything everywhere all at once was like wild crazy. Right. It's not like realistic in the sense of like um magic and stuff, but like realistic in the message. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. So maybe it's that <laughs> the theme, dude. I don't know, but the, the theme of hereditary is that yeah. you're you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it probably is something that has to do with like mental illness and making sure you treat it. Not really though, because yeah. their their grandma was like, screwed them. She like yeah. she was like the leader of this cult, and then she already made a pact with um yeah with the the payment with the yeah. payment devil yeah and basically she sentenced her family to to, to be yeah to be sacrificed until yeah. the devil got his body. Oh, dude, like in the worst ways, which makes sense. Don't get me wrong, but. Yeah, I think the whole thing about it was just so good. Yeah, like story-wise is like really interesting because it's like yeah. I mean, you don't want this to be real, but it feels real it just feels because real. Of it, because of the way it's like executed. Yeah, Hereditary out of all the horror movies ever had the best chance to like win a legit award? Academy Award or something because of Tony. Yeah, for best picture, best actor, like dude, just insane. Well, the next horror film is Talk to Me by. A24 and they're saying that that is their scariest one interesting so that's I, high I, I think like even watching the trailers and you know I don't watch trailers often I did watch trailers for this one I think it'll be okay I think it'll be okay too I don't I think, think it's they're, gonna be terrifying either it's overhyped so it's to yes. the point where we're like oh we think it's okay but then you know we have to watch it <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> we'll have to see we'll have to see yeah. I mean the premise is kind of scary you know yeah. like it's, it's a hand unique. it's a dead hand yeah but I think they're just sticking to this cult thing. <laughs> I don't we, know. We summon something from like the other. Yeah, I was gonna say this side. is more of a possession thing. Yeah. And I again, I like it because it seems very unique. You know, there's a uh, there's a lore right about the like either the devil's hand or the monkey's paw. I don't remember what it's called, but essentially it gives you three wishes or whatever. Like a genie. Yeah, but you know, it's never what exactly what you want. Wish sure. Yeah. It's always like horror esque. But I think that's the inspiration behind this, essentially. Okay. Um, yeah, but we'll see. I'm yeah, we'll see. yeah, we'll see it. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> we pretty much just talked about how, how good it was. <laughs> it's good. It's you good. guys haven't seen it. If you guys don't like horror movies, don't watch it. If you guys like horror movies, it's up there. I guess when it's good, we it. don't have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. I've been Derek. I've been Kevin.